0: Well, glad you guys are here. We are uh, talking about friendship today, just very, very basic. We want to help you guys understand what it looks like to choose healthy friends. As you're thinking about the people that you're around, the people that influence you, um, we want to ask you uh, the question, what types of people do you have in your life? Uh, First of all, that's kind of the question we opened with last week Um, And and really, this comes down to friends, it comes down to the family, which you really can't choose as much, but you can choose your friends, you can choose your relationships, you're going to eventually choose the people that you work with and live next to or live with when you go to uh, college or get apartments when you're older on past high school. But right now, you're kind of in this place where you land in friendships because you sit next to class and sit sit next to someone in class or you uh, live next to somebody, or your parents hang out. Um, and so you might even say that um, you became friends with someone because uh, your parents hung out because, you lived, because it was just kind of on accident. We said that last week. And then we also gave you this stat last week, which is nothing new to the hub, but uh, we just want to restate it again and have you guys think about this, that you become like the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And so as you're thinking about the people that you spend the most time with, Uh, think about their habits, think about their disciplines, think about what kind of people they are, think about do they stay in trouble, do they make wise decisions, do they make foolish decisions, and then you can kind of, um, I can kind of forecast your future a little bit as I watch y'all. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I'm gonna say that this person's gonna be successful because they're wise now because things can change, or that you are going to be foolish later because you're foolish now. But I will say that the people that you spend time with are probably one of the main influencers on your future, on your, your paths in life. And so we want to ask you, what does it look like to choose those friends uh, remember, we, we said our key verse for this series was out of Proverbs thirteen twenty, which is like the clearest picture for me. If you walk with the wise, you become wise, but a companion of fools or a friend of fools will suffer harm. And remember, we've we've said uh, that wisdom is not just being smart. Anyone know what the difference between, like, wisdom and knowledge is? Because knowledge is like you filled your head with knowledge. You got an A on the test. Congratulations. You can get an A on the test and be a fool. Why? Because you don't put that knowledge to use. You don't apply that knowledge. So you can know that it's a bad idea to spend time with people that are fools, but that doesn't mean you're going to apply it. You just kind of kind of go along with the crowd. Sometimes really smart people are hurting for friendships and they hang out with unhealthy people. And they're smart, but they're not putting that wisdom, they're not putting that, that knowledge to use, which is, which is wisdom, right? Wisdom would say, I know better, and so I'm gonna change my life. Foolishness would say, oh, I know better, because there's a difference, right, between foolishness and ignorance. You know what the difference between foolishness and ignorance, there's a lot of ignorance in this room. You know why? You're like, why is he being so rude to us right now? There's a lot of ignorance in the room. There's a lot of lack of wisdom in the room because you just haven't had a chance to learn yet. You're in middle school. You're in high school. You haven't, uh, you haven't gone to college yet. You haven't, uh, my, my guess is, you haven't dated someone with the serious intention to marry them. Maybe you have. Maybe you're like, I'd like to correct you right now. I am engaged. I'm in seventh grade, and I'm ready to get married in eighth grade. Got a whole life plan. My guess is you haven't had that chance yet. So there's, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn about having relationships. So there's some giggling in the crowd, some relationship stuff going on. Okay, that's always fun, man. That's always fun for me. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of stuff to learn about dating, about doing well in school. There's a lot to learn about all that kind of stuff, and some of us learn that the easy way because someone teaches us and we put that knowledge to use, it's called wisdom. And you gain wisdom over over life experience. A lot of us adults in the room, we have more wisdom than you. It doesn't mean that we're smarter. It doesn't mean that we were not in the exact same place as you right now. Sometimes I think teenagers think that the adults in the room, just like, well, no, they just like have their crap together. It was like, well, we didn't when we were teenagers. Okay, let me tell you, we didn't when we were teenagers. I Last week, I showed you a picture of me and my high school friends. We can put that up on the screen. Um, this is a picture. Uh, that's me kind of in the front, crouched down. Um, I was 17, 18. Those are some of the people that I spent the most time with. Um, now here, I didn't tell you the full story about this crew, um, but this crew, by and large, they were not Christians. Um, now, I, I was, but I was kind of a new Christian. I had grown up in church but I hadn't made that like a personal decision to become a Christian and really care about that until I was 16. And and because some stuff happened in my life and I was just like, you know what, God, I'm gonna give it to you. Like, if you're real, I literally prayed this prayer. If you're real, I'm asking you to show up in my life. And he did. And he did. I'm not saying he like opened up the clouds and there's this big banner or like millions of dollars rain down. If you're real, you'll give me that. None of those prayers, okay? That please don't pray those prayers. But I prayed this prayer. I was like, God, if you're real, I need you, I need you. And then he and I started this like real relationship when I was 16. But I was always I was already friends with these guys. And what's interesting about these guys is they're they're fine. In fact. Um, these guys and I, and there's a couple more that just weren't in the picture, um, but these guys and I all had this um, kind of this pact between us that um, we knew that we didn't want to uh, get involved in drugs or alcohol because, here's why, there's a really practical reason. Everyone in our school, every weekend, not everyone in our school, but there's a lot of the popular kids, every weekend were getting uh, busted at parties. They were getting kicked off their teams, and they were losing scholarships, especially this junior year, senior year. There's Like, college is in the conversation. Kids were getting scholarships to school and losing them because of the trouble that they were getting themselves. Talk about foolishness. Like, you have this scholarship to go play sports at a Division one school, and you've lost it. So all throughout those years, me and these guys were like, you know what? We may not believe the same things, but we just kind of had this agreement like no drugs, no alcohol. And we we kept that. Like I had my first sip of alcohol. I just to tell you, this is weird in a church, but I'm just saying, like at 21 years old. At 21, I didn't have any of that. I've never smoked a joint or anything like that because of some of the things that these guys had a conversation about, and I was influenced, and they were influenced. Now let me tell you what happened. I went to college. In the, in the fall of 2001, and me and um, a guy uh, that's not in this picture named Clint, we went to school eight hours away, and the rest of these guys all stayed and went to state schools, and we came back three months later, three months later, and we showed up, and they were like, hey, if you want to come over, we're going to hang. We're just going to have some drinks and stuff like that. I was like, oh, gosh, this is different. This is like we've, we've changed now. We're still 18, still not even legal to drink alcohol Uh, but, like, these guys have really, really changed. Now, some might just hear that story and say, like, I wonder if Mark was the good influence. I I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think they got around some people that had some different values. I ended up going to a a Christian school in in, in Virginia, and I got around some people that had some of those same values that I had in high school, and here's here's why I tell you that story, because I all that had to happen. They didn't even move. They didn't even leave their homes, but they added some different friendships, and their their values started to change. We left, and we got around some. We kind of we were in some new relationships, but we found the people that had those same values. And hear me. This is not about do you drink? Do you not drink? This is this is not what I'm talking. I'm talking about like the people that you are around influence you more than you think. Now, I have one more picture I want to show you. Uh, Christy and I uh, met it went as, almost as soon as I moved to school. Um, yeah, yeah, that's way back. Um, so that's Christy and I in 2003. Uh, February is my birthday, right? My birthday, in 2003. Uh, so yeah, we're almost 20 years. I'm not good at math, but um, so we met in October of 2001 when I started working at the restaurant she worked at. It's called O'Charlies. It's amazing. Uh, we don't have any down here, um, but it's amazing. And next time you go to like Tennessee or something you should go. Uh, so we started working together, um, and uh, I had a crush on her and um, she did not have a crush on me. I wish I could lie to you and tell you she did. Uh, she was super not interested in me for a solid year and a half. Um, and so but I, I worked I worked the system. She dated people um, in that year and a half that were idiots, and I dated some people in that year and a half that were idiots, and we built a friendship, literally, over talking about those bad relationships to each other, and like, oh, you wouldn't believe what this person did. She's like, oh, gosh, I can't believe it. It sounds like my, and it was like this blossoming, like, relationship, and so we would uh, sit and, like, eat meals together after our shifts, and that's kind of how we built our friendship, and then I took a big stab at asking her on a date. We can talk about that later, Um, but I want to say this. Um, I became friends with her at an early age, uh, at an, early, at an early, early time in my college years, I should say. And, uh, and then some of my friends in college, we all had the same values. You know, and you know why? Because when I went to college, what I realized was I have an opportunity to like, choose the people I am, I'm with, especially, this is interesting. Have you ever thought about this? If you, if you want to go to school somewhere like locally, you can't really reinvent yourself. If you want to go to school like a few states away, like eight, nine hours away, you could probably just pick a different name and no one would know. My name is uh, Rambo. My name is Rambo. Try. I'm a boxer. Uh, I don't need suggestions, but thank you very much. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Rambo. Um, so, you could reinvent yourself. You could say, like, yeah, I was the captain of the football team, but I got injured, so I can't ever play again and prove to you how good at football I am. Uh, but just know, back in those days, like, I was, you know, whatever. Like, you could reinvent yourself. I didn't wanna do that, but I did know how incredibly important it was to choose my friends wisely. And honestly, like, being friends with that woman was one of the best decisions of my life. And obviously, we got married. We just celebrated 15 years of marriage this last summer, so that was incredible. Um, and so, so all, all of that, all of that said, I can tell you there's a big difference between choosing your friends and just kind of, like, letting yourself fall into friendships that uh, are not healthy. And here's why. We, uh, this is the, the, the big point tonight. We want you to guard your inner circle. We want you to guard, guard your inner circle. And I mean that like with intensity. Um, and here's, here's, here's why. We, we said the stat, you become like the, the, the average of the five people that are closest to you. Um, there's a guy named Dunbar that uh, was this kind of like researcher way back in the day, and he did some research. We'll put this on the screen. Uh, the amount of people that you can be like in uh, like a relationship with, the amount of people that you can um, sustain relationships with. Um, you know, you might say, uh, you know, well, in 2021, I like I have this Instagram and uh, like there's, there's way more than 150 people there. So 150 is Dunbar's number. Dunbar's number is that you can sustain relationships with 150 people. How many uh, how many best friends do you think you can have? And this is a matter of opinion. So you say 5. You might be saying 5 because you see that lowest number on the screen. I mean, the truth is like best friend is there's only one, right? Like because it's your best friend, it's not like it's kind of a trick question or whatever, but but like Who would disagree with me and say, like, well, I don't have one best friend. I have, like, three best friends. Like, we're kind of like a crew. Or maybe, or maybe you have this best friend and this best friend, but they don't know each other. You know, so there's all kind of different ways this plays out. But then, so you've got the five, but then you've got, like, the 15, and the 15's kind of like, they're not, like, your best, best, best friend. Like, you're not going to share the deepest, deepest dark secrets with, but you're going to, like, do life with these people. You're just not going to get everything from you. But we would probably have some different answers if you boiled it all the way down. And I don't exactly know what the 1,500 number is. Maybe that's just like your, the network of people that you're around right down to the person, like the barista at Starbucks that you see like maybe once a month or something. But the 150, this is crazy. Like, 150, like I've met more than 150 people in my life. There's more than 150 people at this church. There's more than 150 people at your school. It, most likely, even in your grade. Like, how many? There's like a thousand freshmen at Ridgepoint right now, right? Isn't that the number? Like a thousand? Yeah. So, like, that's you can't even have relationships with all them. You can't even have relationships with like everyone that you see every day. But you do get to choose the people that are in your inner circle. Think with me for just a second about like what kind of um, what kind of access the inner circle gets. Anyone want to just shout out some? I know this is like you did not come prepared to answer this question, but think about your best friends. Like what what do they get from you as far as like access? Your respect. They automatically get it. They get your food. We went from respect to food real fast. That's awesome. You're like I don't share my food with anybody. Oh. That's fair. Which hold? I don't. I don't have no idea who Julius is or what that even is a reference to. I think it's probably dangerous. Yeah. What? What account and password? Are you talking about a specific, I'm so lost right now. You're talking about like an account, like your Disney Plus account? No. Like your bank account? Oh, yeah, well, don't give your account information to anybody. Yeah. So, okay, interesting. The what? The flaws that you may try to hide. That's a good one. Anybody else? Encouragement. As you're thinking about your best friends, what do they get, what do they get from you? Go. Deepest, darkest secrets. Deepest dark, do they? Uh, yeah. Okay, let me ask a question. I'm not asking you to share your deepest, darkest secrets. What I am asking you right now, raise your hand if you would say, no one knows my deepest, darkest secrets. Like, my best friends are not gonna get those. yeah. Okay, yeah. And I think some people are lying. I'm gonna be real honest. I think, I think that's interesting. Your deepest, darkest secrets. That's, so, so I would love to talk about guarding your inner circle. Let's talk about deepest, darkest secrets for a second. Why would you guard your inner circle if you're gonna share your deepest, darkest secrets, has anyone, this is gonna get real touchy, has anyone had someone spill their deepest, darkest secrets to someone else? Okay, let me, me, this is personal research for me. This is fun. Who would say, I'm sorry, put your hands down because I'm gonna ask a question I've already asked. I wanna see again. Who says, I'm not telling my deepest, darkest secrets to everyone? To anyone, no one on this, no human being, maybe my dog, but like definitely no human, I will not share my deepest, darkest secrets. Okay. Who says I absolutely will with my best friend share my deepest, darkest secrets? Okay. And then who said someone has like spilled my personal, yeah. That's, a, that's at least half in here have had someone, like, burn your trust. Okay, here's another question. This is fun. Who is more guarded with your personal information because someone did that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think that's why one of the, co- the most common uh, adjectives, or of like friendship traits when you ask if you just ask anyone on the street like give me the number one thing you need in a friendship like if this is family feud they're gonna say number one answer is uh honesty slash loyalty honesty because and think about it uh if your friends aren't honest with you what kind is that a what kind of friendship is that or look at the Dunbar circle. Like, what circle do they belong in? If someone's not honest with you, can they be in the five? Now, hear me clearly. I'm not saying you have to be honest with someone. That means you share your deepest, darkest secrets. If I can just, I did not plan to say this. Is not well-researched, but here's just kind of an idea that I want you to consider. At your age, at your age, you might not share your deepest, darkest secrets. (laughs) Truth bomb? Is that what that was? At your age, can I tell you why? Anyone want to guess why? I'm way off my notes at this point, but I think this is important. Anyone want to guess why I would say that? This is just, I'm 38 years of experience. I'm just kind of... Okay, but that means you're you, you can't share something you don't know, so that's that's kind of in a different category we think sure yeah yeah, so one of the things that I think. If you go back to what I said at the beginning, what did I say? There's a lot of there's a lot of ignorance in the room, and that's not meant to be rude. Ignorance is simply this, like, you haven't had a chance to learn it yet. So, so we hear the word ignorance, we think that's negative and rude. I don't mean it that way at all. And the definition, the definition of ignorance is, I just don't know what I don't know. So if if you at your age haven't had the time to learn how to build deep, lasting friendships, meaningful and honest friendships, then no one else in the room has either. Maybe some of you seniors are like, yeah, like I've, I've had some time to learn. But if you share your deepest, darkest secrets, I think you're gambling with those being shared at your age. I don't care if you're in sixth grade or 12th grade. Can I tell you why? Because even, uh, even, oh man, even most adults are not mature enough to hold those. My experience is like when you tell somebody, don't tell, don't tell this to anybody. Like everybody has one person. That <sighs> one person to to. So, one person. let me just tell you, he took the words out of my mouth. Everybody's got their somebody. Someone told me that one time, and I was like, I'm putting that right up here in the lockbox, because every time I've got a secret, and I'm like, hey, will you just just between us? Ha <laughs> Everyone says just between us to somebody. Everyone's got their somebody. Way off the notes at this point, but this may be the most important thing I could say. You share your deepest, darkest secrets with someone It might be dangerous. However... Honesty is still a value. Now, honesty doesn't mean, well, a guy, I gotta say everything that's on my heart. No, please don't. Right? Let there be a, a holy filter on your mouth and what you say and what you don't say. You don't have to say everything. You know what is honest? You know what? I'm not quite ready to share that. That's honesty. And I think that is like, I'm, I'm telling you, like there's some stuff back there, I'm not ready to bring it out yet. And I think that's a fair thing to say. Now, granted, if you're at the lunch table, my guess is you're not being like, tell me like who hurt you in your your past. That's probably not happening, right? Around the like the grilled cheese at the lunch table. You're like, let's talk about psychologically what's wrong with you, you know? You're like, why did the Red Sox beat the Yankees? Oh, because the Yankees are terrible and they don't deserve to be in the postseason. All right, glad I got that out. (laughs) Glad I got that out. You're just having like off, you know, off-the-cuff conversations. Yeah. The Red Sox are gonna win the World Series, it's gonna be the Astros to get there. So there you go. <laughs> now I've lost the crowd. Speaking honestly, just I, yeah. so I think another reason is spiritual warfare. So just looking back at when I was in high school, I think there were two things that kept me isolated with things, and one was this idea that I was the only one facing those. And I think that's straight from Satan. Mm. they're not going to understand. Well, then I'm I'm going to cause you to struggle spiritually because my spiritual struggles are so deep. Uh you your mind and make you Yeah. Too. I could I could say I you know, I just don't know if God's real. You're like, well, if he's thinking that, maybe I should think that. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. 5000 questions are going to become your doubt questions. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I would so on, on on all of that I would just say um, you want to pursue friendship we're going to talk about three things real quick we're going to talk about three things straight out of scripture that teach us about how to choose friends wisely um, I'm not saying. Don't be honest and don't don't take a step of trusting, okay? Because what we said last week was that you can't even begin to grow in your faith if you're not willing to grow deeper with other people. Like, Scripture, by and large, was written to be read together and to be studied together, and your Christian life is not meant to be lived isolated, So we all have a need for community. For Pete's sake, at the very beginning of Genesis, when God, who is is a threeness inside, right? He's three and one. He's one God made up of three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. First two chapters, he says, let us make man in our image. And there was this perfect friendship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all within the Godhead. Those are all, that's all doctrine. I'm not trying to teach you doctrine right now, but I'm trying to say like friendship begins with God. We're made in his image and we are meant to have healthy friendships. We are not meant to be isolated. And if you are isolating yourself right now, let me just challenge you. And and I know, I know that like the last, have you lived through COVID? Yes, I understand. But like, let me just challenge you. Um, it is not healthy to live an isolated life. So here's three things. Let me just roll through these three things real quick. One, you need friends who will be there for you and support you. You need friends who will be there for you and support you. I mean, I phrased this on purpose because here's what I find a lot about uh, not just teenagers, but even young adults. Like everyone is looking for like the next best thing. And so what ends up happening, and maybe this is going to hurt some people because you felt this, but let me just kind of say this, and and just kind of trust me that I love you. Some of you have bailed on other people because something better came along. Some of you uh, made plans with someone on Friday night uh, to do something because that was the best thing at the moment, and then you bailed on them. Let me just tell you, like, that is not dependability, and that is not friendship. And so maybe you're just like, well, yeah, I mean, I just decided not to go to the game because of whatever. Like, I get it, but just understand that your track record is going to follow you around and you're not a dependable person. But you also need people who are dependable. And so if you're surrounding yourself with people who will not be there for you and support you, then you have no kind of like structure by which um, to work. There's, this is all through the New Testament. If I can just be as, as short as possible, Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. What does bear one another's burdens means mean, Hmm? carry one another through stuff. It's kind of like a spotter in the gym. Like, it's like, I, I, I'm gonna be here for you. Like, as soon as you need me, I, I, I'm, I'm here. It means when my friends, when my friends, like my, my five, if one of my five calls me, there was, a, there, was a, there was a moment, I'll just say this, there was a moment when some, doesn't, he, this person doesn't even live in Texas, he calls me and he says, hey, do you have like 30 minutes just to chat? and then he proceeded to pour out that his life was exploding because of a choice he'd made. And I remember, like, I I had just got home, and I was, like, ready for some family time, and I looked at Christy, and I was like, "Uh, I'm sorry, I don't even know, like, just, I'm gonna be outside for a couple hours, I think. 30 minutes is not gonna begin to cover this. And uh, I'm not saying, like, put the cape on. I'm just saying, like, if you want friends then you'll bear their burdens and they'll bear your burdens. Two way, two way. Sometimes you find yourself bearing someone else's burdens all the time and they're never there to support you. You need friends who will be there for you and support you. Um, second thing, you need friends who will have your best interest at heart. And I promise I'm gonna say some things here that are a little harder to hear. This sounds very like uh, kindergarten, but your best interest at heart isn't just like whatever you want, right? Your best interest at heart is thinking about your future. Your best interest at heart, like if I see you making some, some danger, taking some dangerous paths, I want to get in front of you and say, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about where this path leads? This also means that you have friends that are gonna, aren't going to invite you to do something that's damaging to you. So if you do have people in your inner circle that are inviting you to do something that you don't wanna do, or or dare I say, pressuring you to do things that you don't wanna do. And let me tell you, teenagers laugh when I talk about this, but you won't be laughing. You won't be laughing when the consequences come. I can promise you, you won't be laughing when the consequences come. And so if you got friends and this doubles down for relationships. If you're in a relationship and you feel pressure to do something that you don't wanna do, let me tell you, that relationship needs to end. Friendship, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, like if you're in a relationship and they don't have your best interest at heart because they're pressuring you to do something that doesn't line up with your values. You know what I mean by values? I mean those, whole, those things you hold dear. Like these are the things you die for. You gotta break that. You gotta break that friendship off. You gotta walk away. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, uh, "As one man sharpens another, I am sorry, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another." And essentially, like that's like a cute little verse. But I want to tell you, like iron and iron are kind of made up of the same elements because they're both called iron. Um, it's not iron and wood. Iron doesn't sharpen wood. Iron chops wood in half, right? You want to be kind of in the same in the same kind of general makeup, hear hear me. If you are friends with people that don't have the same values as you, you're gonna end up swaying their way or they're gonna end up swaying your way. And generally, Christians hanging out with non-Christians doesn't end up becoming a big group of Christians. It generally becomes a big group of non-Christians. It's just kind of how that, just experience talking. Just experience talking. And also, if your iron if your iron is made up of like, man, it's, it's good decisions, it's wise decisions, it's like we're looking for our future, and this iron over here is like, I just don't care, but it's, it's like a strong-willed I don't care, those two things are gonna clash, right? Those two things are different. You wanna be around some people who are doing the same thing there. Last thing, and I'll let you go, you need friends who will love you enough to correct you. This is the difficult one. And and listen. We live in an age when it's like, don't tell me how to live my life. Don't judge me. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna make my decisions for myself. And I think the thing is, is that we've gotten really arrogant. We've gotten really, really arrogant. And we've got a, a whole generation of people that think they can live however they want with no consequences. So I'm just gonna tell you, like, I want for you someone who will stand in your, in your life and say, based on scripture, you're saying you're a Christian? That don't line up. Your life and your beliefs don't line up. And and some people are like, "Well, I gotta cancel these. These people cancel, I'm gonna unfollow, I'm gonna unfriend, and all that kind of stuff. And I just wanna tell you, like, you should think twice about canceling people. You should think twice about unfriending people. Well, yeah, I just don't, they're just like really judgmental. We think that people shouldn't judge people, right? You know, like it's in scripture, like the church, we're supposed to like help each other in that way. It's like, no, you're supposed to judge people inside the church. You're supposed to help each other. That We can talk about that another time if you want. We're out of time. But like, we can talk about what the Bible says about judging. Yeah, judge not lest you be judged. Yeah, but the, that's like in a general sense. Like Christians, we're supposed to help each other. And sometimes that means correcting. Sometimes that means me looking at someone that I love that I would call a friend and saying like, listen, I think you're wrong and here's why. And if it's a, a friendship, if it's like an inner circle, like close five friendship, that tough stuff should be able to bear the weight of a correction. Proverbs 19.20 says this, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. But we don't, we don't wanna listen to correction. We don't wanna listen to a correction. We just wanna, wanna kind of keep hanging out with these people. We just kind of want to, keep these decisions don't seem to be hurting me right now. It's like, okay. You, you don't want to listen to counsel? What would the Bible call someone who doesn't listen to counsel or wise advice? A fool. A fool. A fool is someone who has been given that advice, been given that knowledge, been handed that gift of someone saying, hey, here's a healthy direction. I think you're going in an unhealthy direction. The fool says, no, I'm good. Fools, right, the companion of fools will what? Suffer harm. So here's all I'm telling you. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I am saying I have some experience in this area, and I have been burnt in this area, and I know what it's like to have um, friends who are influencing you in a direction that is not healthy for you. And frankly, I see it. And it breaks my heart because there are students who otherwise, if they had chosen more wisely, they would be in a different place in life. But they don't care to because those things are difficult. And sometimes we don't want to do difficult things. Let me just challenge you. Look at those, those five. Guard your inner circle. Guard your inner circle. Listen, I, I love you, I care about you and I want you guys to have like, the, the healthiest future possible. And to be honest with you, it'd be much easier just to have a youth group where like, I, don't, I don't challenge you to do difficult things, but I wouldn't call that love, and I wouldn't call that friendship, okay? I call you guys my friends in some ways, and I want you to know like, it's important, it's incredibly important to guard your inner circle. Come back next week, my man Eli is gonna teach us how to be the friend that we want, that we should be, be the friend that we want to have, all right? Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for just for the, this moment to chat about this. I, I do pray, God, that you would um, help us learn how to guard our inner circle. I pray that people come back to hear what Eli says about deepening that, uh, that understanding of what it's like to be a good friend, I pray that you would help us to to learn this, not have to learn it the hard way. Lord, it's in your name I pray, amen.